0: Good morning, everyone. My name is Wanda Thomas, and with us to, and with us today on the Lattes and Lenses podcast, we have Steven Ziegler, director of philanthropy over at Mercy Neighborhood Ministries. Steve is also, excuse me, the co-founder of Starving Artist Prevention. I will have him later in the show discuss what his what Starving Artist Prevention is, because I think that's his that's his jam, and he's really good at telling his story around that. Um, Steve, thank you for being with us today.
1: Oh, well, thank you for having me.
0: Excuse me. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself before we delve into the questions. Tell us who you are, what you do. Um, One of the reasons why I asked you to come onto the show today is because I really appreciate um, the passion that you have in both mercy and developing starving artist prevention. Mm -hmm. I think you encompass that whole building the side hustle thing while working a nine to five. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think a lot of people can can do both really well. They're either all into the nine to five and then the side hustle kind of is really disorganized. And I think you have your finger on that pulse really well. Like you know how to do the nine to five really well and you're organized there. And then when you put your, when you, when you leave the office, you really put your, your heart into like, this is the time I have and it has to be organized. And that's what I've really noticed about starving artists. Like, you are organized there. You're putting it out there. You're, you're promoting it in the time that you have. And it's rare that and when I see the promotions, it, it, just because I know you, I know that most of them are scheduled posts. And that's what I really want you to talk about today. Those sharing that, building the business while working a nine to five. Okay.
1: So talk to us it, about that. I'm glad it appears organized from the outside. <laughs> Um, a little bit about myself. I I was born and raised in Philly, South Philly specifically, and I've been working in nonprofit now for 10 years. So immediately after leaving college uh, at LaSalle, I started, uh, in the nonprofit world. I've been at Mercy specifically for almost four years now. Um, starving artists, same thing. Starving artists actually started the summer that I, um, the summer that i started working at mercy so summer 2014 is when we did our first show um that balance is interesting that you talk about because sometimes it's not always scheduled post it is a lot of stuff that's on the fly it's just that we have built up so much well is that okay <laughs> <laughs> no that's
0: fine i, I would never uh, i would never have thought that though
1: we well I, the content is all built up um and then we start pushing it out where i find it to be appropriate um, and finding the audiences for it uh, on the mercy end I have a you know a strong passion for education and for actually working for an organization where I can see the results uh, of um, of the work that we do because we're a small organization I mean we're under 40 employees and um, we've grown significantly over the past three three and a half years probably from I don't want to talk too much about it, but from a $1 million budget to probably we're getting closer to a $3 million budget over the next year. Uh, So that's interesting. And um, also a great place to be in a community that's one of the untouched areas in Philly and specifically in North Philly. On the starving artist end, Uh, I myself, I fancy myself a writer. And, and um, that's kind of how this all started. We started with a small variety show at LaTage nightclub, uh, just off of South Street. And then um, that's myself and my business partner, Matt Durkin, who was actually a student when I was uh, working in the first school that I worked in out of college. Um, And We've just kinda of grown from there. We really have like a love of stand up comedy. Matt, I Matt started out doing stand up. Now he produces more theater shows at the Center Theater in Norristown. And um right now I've been we've been bouncing around the venues in Fairmount and in Center City. Uh we're doing our twentieth show on June second, so that's cool. And um it's just two guys promoting and producing comedy shows. I mean that's <laughs> the basis of it.
0: Okay. Um, What's the most common reason for people failing or giving up um, when it comes to side hustles or startup businesses? What do you think?
1: I think that there's not enough time, number one. I think uh, it's oftentimes difficult to look at the um, return on investment (laughs) and be happy about it. Um, You have to be passionate about what you're doing. Um, and for us, I think both of us having a love of the arts makes that possible. Um, I think people give up those would be the the two reasons I, I would say it's time and and the financial reason because it is a risk that you take uh there's not always going to be a win uh but it's it's managing that managing that risk and also the nine to five, I think for most people um no matter what they do, if they're passionate about their nine to five, it's more than a nine to five. So that also doesn't leave much time, you know, for, for the side hustle.
0: Okay. What hurdles did you personally face and how did you overcome them in building this, uh, starting to build this business?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean the hurdles that we, the hurdles, the biggest hurdle is usually marketing. Um, And it's kind of trying to find our place in social media. Social media is a big help for us. And we don't have a permanent space in the city. So marketing becomes difficult when you're moving from place to place. So anytime we reevaluate or readjust what we're doing, um, that often comes into play. And I think um, now is the time to really like leverage social media Mm -hmm. overcome those hurdles and also this starving artist has now grown into a management business okay uh, where two comedians that we're working with have asked us to manage them and I feel like that actually could be an avenue that will allow me to focus on my own art without being focused on producing a show but still being involved with shows okay I went a little off on the hurdle question, but No, <laughs> no, not that's no that I
0: mean <laughs> Do you see any specific roadblocks going down that field as a producer?
1: As a producer? A
0: promoter? promoter. Um
1: No, I mean a promoter, the, the promoter producer business, there's there's always gonna be roadblocks, there's always gonna be challenges in finding an audience and finding places. On the flip side, there's always people who want to be involved with that business mm-hmm. and want to work with you. So it's just a matter of really managing your time and money. Um, On the management side, I'm intrigued by that because the guys that we're working with, Chris Cotton and Brian Isley, are very talented. Um, One has a deal with Comedy Central, and one is putting an album out. So I feel like that's a way to keep my finger on the pulse while also um, moving up and getting more experience from other promoters, promoters and producers who do this on a larger scale.
0: Excuse me. Um, you mentioned your a little bit about your your startup, uh Matt um, having the variety show and you're coming into your 20th show back in June. Um, and you being a writer, uh is that was that your official start in or entry into this into this field? Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes yep
0: um and that's what actually compelled you to continue this
1: yeah it was i mean uh, matt and i both are are pulled back a little from performing but i do stand up once in a while uh he does stand up once in a while he's actually performing at a the national dog gala in (laughs) six months dog show gala um but yeah our our passion for that it was really just a fun little show that we were doing at first and then he got the space of the theater and it, it grew from there. And then we said, you know what, this, we should develop this into a legitimate business. And the good thing about it is it's something that's constantly developing and can go in several different directions.
0: So. Okay. Okay. Um, a bit of a fun question. What's your favorite word? Mine. I'm gonna tell you mine. Mine is approved. Mine is approved. Anytime I, I swipe a credit card or ATM card or debit card and that little machine says approved, <laughs> I'm in heaven.
1: I think there's probably two that I've used lately. Um, one would be ostentatious, just because I like it and the okay. word itself is. Um, <laughs> okay. Usually I'm using it in a negative way. And the other would be conscious. Okay. Meaning, and, and because I think I'm at an age and my generation where everyone's talking about being more mindful Mm -hmm. and I think in all areas of of where my business really deals, there's a lot of numbers involved, but it's really dealing with people and understanding people and being conscious of people's feelings. And that's why I, I I would say that's my word that I've been using the most.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. This is a grown-up question. What's your favorite curse word?
1: Oh, it's uh, it's it's the F word.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So tell us about. I know you have a couple of shows coming up. Share about those.
1: Um. Well, it's actually four shows in one day. <laughs> that's, the 20, that's the That's the twentieth show.
0: Okay. Um.
1: It's at the proscenium Theater in Center City, which is in the Drake. Uh, apartment building. Okay. Um it's actually a nonprofit theater four nonprofit theater companies run this theater. Uh we're tying it around Brian Isley's album release. Okay. And the show and the album have the same title which is Laugh or Get Offended. Uh Brian will be involved with all the shows during the day. We have one one podcast at one in the afternoon. Uh, it's called the Drunk Unks Podcast, and that's, that airs every Saturday on Wildfire Radio. So they're going to do a live version of that. Five o'clock, we're going to have um, Latisse as the headliner uh, at that show. Seven o'clock, Mike Brooks is the headliner. Mike's um, a comedy competition winner on WMGK. He's also been a Philly's Funniest finalist, and he himself has an album coming out on June 1st. And then 9 o'clock, we have uh, Shane Gillis, who uh, is a Philly's Funniest Winner. Um, This may be actually one of the last shows he does in Philly before he moves to New York. And he just headlined Helium two weeks ago.
0: Okay.
1: It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Every show is going to run about an hour and a half. This is the first time we've done multiple shows in a day. So this is going to be, yeah, it's quite the undertaking. (laughs) I can imagine. Um. So over the next two weeks I'll really be like promoting it hard. Um and uh I say that because we also have Mercy's biggest fundraiser of the year <laughs> this Wednesday. And you'll be there. I will be there. But the shows the shows would be a lot of fun. Our theaters, again, it's the same size. We're dealing with crowds of about hundred to hundred and twenty is what we hope to get in for each show. So um it'll be a lot of work, but also a lot of fun.
0: And okay.
1: I see a ton of promotion about that online
0: okay what's your favorite part about when it comes to um organizing a show promotion marketing the actual event itself when it's over over. no my
1: my favorite my favorite part is the show it's is the i think any any producer would say this it's the reaction of the crowd and the fact that they can leave knowing they had a good experience because i've had shows where i think people may be left not having a great experience overall. And those are some learning. Those are definitely learning experiences and, and knowing how to put a lineup together. Um, and, and that's, that's my favorite. My favorite part now is to see people happy and leaving and entertained.
0: Okay. Um, I think that's about it. I think we have, I like, Hmm. Yeah, that's First of all, the end of the show is like my end, the end of my wedding days. Whenever I am done shooting a wedding, um, I'm like, the whole process leading up to the planning, the meeting with the bride and the groom, all of that is great. But once I pack up my gear and I'm in the car, I'm like, okay, this is it. But no, I think the actual event itself, the wedding is, is great because you get to see everything, mm-hmm. all of the planning come together. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a really nice, it's, a, it's really nice to see it all. Like I said, cohesive. Um, (coughs) One more question. Two more questions. I have, because I told you earlier, I have my list here. And I have two questions here that I want to ask you. What profession, other than your own, would you attempt?
1: Filmmaking. Really? Mm -hmm. That's what I went to school for.
0: Oh, okay. And you've never delved into it?
1: I mean, other than editing and cutting the shows and stuff for commercials and things like that. And like small little projects, I've never taken the risk to, to do it. That's yeah. That's probably the next.
0: Your next. Mm-hmm. next step. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if heaven, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> this is where we're going to end the show. So make it good. Yeah.
1: I know. Um I could go on and on. I could probably give a long sentence, but I would want them to say like, did a good job. Okay. <laughs> um and I always feel I say this, I don't know how I would put this into what God would say, but I have this thing that I feel like when you're close to death, I feel like if you're if if you feel like you've accomplished everything you're going to accomplish, then you probably didn't do much. But if you feel like there's still more to do, you've done a whole lot. That's, that's the way I look at it. That's the way I want to like end
0: it. I I like that.
1: Yeah. That's just, I, I I mean, now granted I want to be satisfied with things um, at some point. Uh, I usually am not, but I always feel like there's something else that can be done to, be it better another person's life, better your own life, whatever, and that's the percept per, perspective I would want to take. But I don't know if I could put words into God's mouth. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> as long as He doesn't say "get out," then I'm
0: <laughs> exactly that. That's my that's my take. Listen, I don't need wings. I need, you can give me a, a push broom and a and a trash can. Just let me in. <laughs> I don't need to be that great. Just like I said, just let me in. Let me in the side door. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, before so that was our last question. Before we leave, let everyone know the date and the time of your upcoming show again. Yes, so everyone knows, and then our, our link to your link for tickets.
1: Yes, uh, so the date is June second. Shows are one PM, five PM, seven, and nine. Uh, the link for tickets is logofest. dot tickets.com. Also available on StarvingArtistPrevention.com. And they can get a discount if they use the code MADCHRIS, M-A-D-C-R-I-S. So I know they're Wanda's friends.
0: <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Steve, thank you very much for, ha- for joining us today. It was my pleasure. Thank and you. Um, this will air this Wednesday. I try thank to you. get them out. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I try to get them out by noon. Um, It will be shared on Apple Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Mm -hmm. Google, YouTube, all of those really fancy places. All right. And we'll share it with you as well, okay? Yeah. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.